Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LuckyLandSlots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She takes on a project or two, and there are a couple of first ladies who were a bit different than that, particularly when Hillary Clinton was the first lady to Bill Clinton. And need I remind you all, but Mrs. Obama was an entirely different sort. But we're going to have a first lady who's a college professor, community college English professor, I believe it is. Dr. Jill Biden. Who Dr. Plans, Jill Biden. Jill plans to continue to teach. And for teachers and professors across America, this is an incredible moment. You are in the White House. You are in the White House. The person that the president that is closest to the president, perhaps second only to the vice president, is the president's spouse. And the president's spouse is somebody who has been teaching both at the high school level and now at the community college level and will continue to do so. It elevates the thing in America that, that is the great equalizer of all of us, education. I cannot Absolutely. begin to tell you, I cannot begin to tell you how emotional I am about tonight. For four years, I have listened to blistering remarks for a president of the United States who only knew how to separate and demonize and attack and never once tried to call us together for our better angels. And this president-elect is beginning his presidency on that. He's beginning his presidency on bringing America together He's picking up where President Barack Obama tried to be, that there's no red America, there's no blue America, there's only the United, United States, States of America. America. Sorry, it makes me... It is very, very emotional, emotional for a lot of Americans. Uh, my father fought in three wars for the freedom to be able to vote and be a democracy. He fought in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. 
Um, he dedicated his life into protecting our nation against some of the very evils that Donald Trump was bringing down upon us and changing our nation in a way that would have been disastrous. Um, um, and the majority of the people spoke. Uh, we had a very democratic election, uh, a very dramatic one. It's taken a while to count the votes. They are still counting, but, you know, the, the inevitable is that he is the president-elect, and Vice President Kamala Harris is the, the vice president-elect. To hear them today praise people, to build people up, to prop people up, to support people up, uh, uh, and, you know, those words and of uh, on Eagle's wings uh, that uh, him uh, that is probably, as you said, taken from uh, Jewish scripture as well. I've known that all my life uh, in church uh, as a Catholic man. It really resonated with me. I, I think that we have great promise ahead. I think I am so restored my faith in the American people where people weren't shaking their hands or propping up their guns tonight or are trying to bully people. And over the summer, we've experienced so much of that, in particular uh, in Ukaipa, where I live. And uh, I'm so glad that maybe now we're going to have peace in the land and progress. And uh, you, you, I'm excited you, you, for You this. know, could, could you imagine after the nonsense of the last four years, having a president who, besides talking about rich Americans and poor Americans, white Americans and black Americans, gay Americans, transgender Americans, disabled Americans, all in one speech. Leviticus 19.22 says, Treat your fellow as yourself. We translate that as treat your neighbor as ourselves. This president, and I assure you, this vice president, believe that. They feel that. And I think we're moving... I think we're moving into a new era, Mark. I think we're moving into an era where once again, people are respected not for what they are, but for who they are. Not for what they have done, but for what they can do. And, that, and you know, that if someone needs help, you don't qualify that help based on who they are, that, that they're a human being and they need help. And you help and you repair. And, you know, we have so many social issues in our nation from homelessness to people who are, uh, you know, not getting the proper health care to people who are living in poverty and, and, and working jobs that uh, are endless escapes from the oppression of overcharged uh, rent and underpaid and working two and three jobs and, you know, 80% of their money goes to just living and the other part goes to eating and there's no money left over for the joys in life. And hopefully we can return to those joys in life and, and not listen any longer to people who tear others down, label them, and wholesale disqualify them, but rather qualify them uh, because they're human beings and we're all fellow human beings. And I saw that message tonight. I heard that message. 
you know, I'm I'm watching and folks, forgive me for being so emotional. I'm watching a president elect and a vice president elect who both actually give a damn about all the people who care about each other, who have a vision of America that's inclusive of everybody, not just whether you voted for them, but for everybody. Now, listen, that's a hard dream to engage and to promote. But here's the reality. You have to start somewhere. You have to start with people who care. You have to start with people who actually believe in America, in the people of America, And I think in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, you see that, you have that. Well, remarkably, you know, we're coming into the Thanksgiving season. And, you know, we are like a land of plenty. Um, We are gifted. We are smart. uh, Together as a nation, as Joe Biden says, there's nothing that can stop us. But the economy of if one person has something you won't have it, is just a misnomer. Because if one person has something, you can have two and three more of it because that's how much is available. That's how much is around. That's how rich a nation we are. And um, we should be propping each other up, helping each other out, and be glad that people are getting education, they're getting the health care they need, that they're not going to be homeless. Uh, And it's not that we're just giving things away, we're helping people. And by helping people, we help ourselves. And that's the, the message that everybody needs to hear, that the economy of uh, if someone has it, we don't get it, or if someone has it, I'm not getting it, is wrong. You know, um, If you don't have it, then you can work a little harder, get a little more education, um, you know, have some patience, uh, you know, even apply for it. This is the land of plenty, and there's plenty to go around. And whatever your neighbor has, there's probably two and three more for you to have as well. And so uh, that's a tremendous message that needs to get out to people. Um, You know, he's got a lot of uh, challenges ahead of himself. And, uh, uh, you know, I think he's ready for it. I I think uh, he's already probably organizing for it and uh, talking to people, as he said, and getting his cabinet together and appointing people, and it's going to be a remarkable time, this transition of power, whether or not the current president or not cooperates. Everyone who's in our listening audience should know something. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, (coughs) excuse me, our first challenge, their first challenge, is going to be getting past the next 11 weeks When Donald Trump is still the president and tries to use every tool available to him to prevent Joe Biden's ascension, to deny Joe Biden's victory, the the fact 
that he had the audacity, and I don't mean Barack Obama's audacity of hope or Kamala Harris's reference that Joe Biden had the audacity to plot to appoint a black woman, to select a black woman as his running mate. I mean the audacity to try to say that people who are voting and voted in states that didn't vote for him, those votes should stop being counted and any that came in after 5 p.m. on election day should not be counted. But those that are in the states that went for him or that are leaning to him should be counted. It is the most bizarre and incomprehensible argument ever made. Let me say this. Let me say this, Mark. You know, you and I do a lot of shows together, even though we have our own shows. But we do a lot of joint shows. And we have a lot of times that we disagree with those in power. And I imagine that once Biden is the president and Harris is the vice president, we will have our moments of disagreement with policy decisions they make, with with decisions they make in terms of who they select for the cabinet, with decisions that they make in how they implement various policies, laws, regulations. And you and I may criticize them for that. The difference is neither one of us is ever going to be feeling like these people are fundamentally about themselves and don't care about us. Not just us, or you and retaliate. me. I mean, say or will retaliate. Or will retaliate Correct. against us. Yeah, right. It, and, and I say us in the royal sense, as they say, in the editorial sense, the larger us, the American people. Uh, you know, I, I, I go back many years. I, I spent many years working closely with Bill Clinton and uh, and Hillary Clinton, and I love them both. I disagreed with them immensely on so many things. President Obama, President Obama, I disagreed with on so many things. But fundamentally, with both President Clinton and President Obama, I never had a doubt that they loved America and cared about all of us. And by the way, and I know this is not popular for somebody who's a Democrat to say, as much as I disagreed with President George W. Bush, and I disagreed with him big time on many things, never once in my time did I think he didn't love America and didn't care for America. I cannot say that. I cannot say that about the unhinged, narcissistic, misogynistic, racist, homophobic, xenophobic man who's in that White House right now. Or try to change our system of democracy to, you know, remember we started off this election cycle with him trying to change the date of the election. And at that point, he learned about bipartisanship really big because the Republicans said no, and the Democrats said no, 
we're going to have this election as it's scheduled. Which brings me to the point I was going to make earlier was, no matter what happens with President Trump, everyone should know that there is a... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Expiration date, just like on the side of a milk carton on January 20th. At 12 noon, his presidency is over. And, you know. Uh, and should he in any way block Joe Biden from becoming the president at that moment? He doesn't stay president, folks. Nancy Pelosi becomes president until it's resolved. That's right. So and, uh, if, he, if he tries that game, he will be acquiescing to President Pelosi. I'm rather certain that President Pelosi will do a fine job far better than what Donald Trump has done to America. I want to point out, you mentioned it earlier, 126,000 people got coronavirus in the last 24 hours. And at 24 hours before that, 121,000 people got coronavirus. Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, Dr. Fauci is the leading expert in America who everybody looks to when it comes to infectious diseases and epidemiology, has been marginalized and outsourced, such to the point that a man who survived and worked through six different administrations finally came out in the last couple of weeks and began to speak out. We have a president of the United States who brought in a guy who has no competence, no experience, no education and training in infectious diseases or virology or epidemiology, and he's claiming him as his lead advisor. That will be gone. Joe Biden will have experts of the order of Anthony Fauci, hopefully including Anthony Fauci based on what president-elect biden has said our our universe our nation our health depends on it depends on it absolutely we cannot be on our own on this one and you know for right now people just have to follow the recommendations of dr fauci and the center for disease control which has been so marginalized and go back to the basics. It's just very, very simple stuff. We can, you know, beat this virus by controlling it by simple washing your hands, hand sanitizer, wearing face masks, social distancing. And believe it or not, we can all coexist together and get our businesses open and get the world back open if we control the virus first. And to the people who have said, you know, it was a partisan decision not to wear a face mask or not to take these steps because they supported the, the bad advice of President Trump. You know, the campaign's over. 
you're no longer making a statement by not wearing a mask. Wear a mask and make a statement that you love people and you wish them to have the best holiday seasons they possibly can have, that the best Christmases they possibly can have, and that we start off the new year on a great note. Uh, aside from all of this, uh, it's so very, very important because it appears as a nation we're going to be on our own for the next 75 days that we take these steps. I, I cannot impress upon people enough. Masks do work. They work in miracles. It's just is such a simple thing. Get yourself, even a, a thin mask will work. Get yourself, I have about 10 masks, and I put them in different places, and I keep one in my pocket, and I keep one on my desk at work, and I keep a couple in my car, and, you know, at my house. I have hand sanitizer everywhere. And, you know, I just tested negative again. Thank you. I'm very blessed uh, on Monday. Um, and I've had two different tests. By the way, go get yourself tested. Um, it's very simple. There is a Google COVID-19 San Bernardino County. There's a website that will tell you 10 to 14 different test sites, drive-up sites. Uh, I was in and out last time in maybe two or three minutes and had my results within 24 to 48 hours. And, uh, you know, we're getting better at that, thanks to Governor Newsom, who's, you know, hasn't made popular decisions, hasn't been easy decisions. The governor hasn't been very popular with people, uh, and some people are getting impatient. But he did the right thing by the people uh, so that we didn't have so many, many more deaths. In San Marino County yesterday, there was some good news, is that we had no deaths. Not one death yesterday, but but the number you know, of ca- but the fight. number of cases in San Bernardino and uh, Riverside right. and Los Angeles, all three counties, and by the way Orange County, because we're all let's face it, we're all moving around here. They soaring, right? Soaring, and it is a testament to our first responders and to our clinicians and to our doctors who are treating our patients and, and getting giving them the best treatment and working so very, very hard, and we owe them a debt of gratitude that that was the way it was yesterday. I can't, you know, say that that's a trend, but, you know, just people starting to wear masks more and realizing, and I think I see more people starting to wear masks. And it was so nice to see across the nation, from city to city to city, people just doing that simple thing of wearing their masks. And, you know... That was a great message to see, and that's a message that has been imparted by our president-elect. I think uh, we're going in a positive direction as far as uh, our leadership goes, and I'm so very, very enthused. It was an emotional time for Americans. Uh, It will be the talk at the water coolers and all around for quite a while now, and uh, I was so very, very impressed by what I saw in the history and the making tonight. And Eric, I, you know, the people across the nation, everywhere, I want to say thank you, first of all, before we conclude and join our regular programming. But uh, do you have anything you else would like to add? Well, you know, I want to say that one of the most noticeable things, not maybe not noticeable to, you know, everyday folks who aren't watching like you and I, do every minute of every day, 24 hours a day, or 23 hours a day, sleep an hour a day. World <laughs> leaders, world leaders, especially since Biden was declared the winner this morning, 
World leaders have been calling and commenting and putting out statements talking about what a relief it will be to deal with the president of the United States whose attitude is not entirely one of obstinance, but rather one of how do we help lead the world forward. And we have many crises that face America, and I know a lot of people say America can't be the world's policeman, America can't this, and America. But there's an expectation worldwide that we help lead in this time of crisis, and we have to do that. Those who and, are blessed and receive many blessings, much is uh, expected, and we have been a very blessed nation, and so much is expected from us. And, and, and you know, uh, I, I'm viewing the world right now from a different perspective than I have in the past, because now it's about verbalizing and vocalizing <coughs> my views about what's going on in the world, about interviewing people, about their views about what's going on in the world, rather than my being part of these administrations. You know, you hit, you get over 60 and you want to, you want to slow down a little bit. You want to take a different angle. But it's hard for me to look at this and think, as I transitioned into the different administrations that I was part of, in the 18 years I was part of executive state government here in California, my association with the Clinton-Gore administration, I am feeling hopeful like I did in 1992. In 1992, and even in 1996 in the re-elect, when there were already all of the struggles and things that had irritated me beyond belief, I still listened to the theme song from the 1992 campaign, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And the song that Bill Clinton played at every one of his rallies besides Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow, which was Bill Withers' <clears throat> Lean On Me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're at that, mom- at that moment in time again. We have to save America before it, before it implodes on itself, before it turns in on itself. This is, well, a, nation know- in w- th- th- this is a nation in which every person has the possibility Every person has the potential to succeed if they work hard and if they have opportunity. But you only get opportunity if opportunity is made available. And I believe that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will begin to restore that. A president who thinks of the people rather than themselves first. And I think that hope is entrenched in just that very thing. And funny thing, you should bring up music. And before we, we conclude tonight, Eric, I want to thank you for everything and your, your contributions to our station and making our coverage so great. And we're truly, truly very, very fortunate to have a person of your caliber on the air with us here and giving this commentary. You have been with us all night on election night. There were hours and hours and hours of coverage. You were willing to go further if we, if we, we could have. Um, you came in the next day and action coverage. You've given us great perspective on your show, 
uh, every Wednesday at 3 p.m., the Uncommon Sense Democrat. Um, uh, we're so very fortunate, and thank you for being there. You brought up music, and as, as we conclude this, you know, I've mentioned all across the nation, but there was no more of a fight than the people in Pittsburgh and in Philadelphia. Black people, people of color, who felt marginalized, who felt attacked, who have been attacked, who have been suffering from systemic racism and, uh, and, and you know, violence that we need to stop and address and root out while maintaining our great law enforcement officers who, by and large, by and large, the rule of our law enforcement and our first responders and our firefighters and our nurses are extraordinary people that we are so grateful for and uh, that, that uh, we're so blessed to have. But the people hey, Mark, of Philadelphia, yes. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I wonder if Joe could queue up probably for the last time this election I got season. something already queued up. <laughs> All right. I got something already queued up because I saw it today and I thought it was great. And maybe we're thinking along the same lines here. But, you know, there, as we're going out here, and I want to thank you, Eric, as we wrap up here and uh, join our regular programming momentarily, I picked a song by Elton John to go out to. And it's a very simple song. A song called Philadelphia Freedom. Mm. And next week, we'll go out with the song that you want on, on your show. And uh, uh, what was the song you were thinking of? You know what song I'm thinking of? My theme song. Because that's the perfect song to end it for tonight. <laughs> well, we'll do Philadelphia Freedom this time because we've heard that song before, and I, I, I know. But, but uh, is, you know what? The final I don't know that Joe would be able to pick that one up. And uh, but you know what? Where you, it is. you and I could, you and I could do a cheap imitation of it, but it would not be as good as Bowser's version. Well, we would have to do a cheap imitation, but I do want to do Philadelphia Freedom. You know, we've got a couple Go. of minutes. Um, Joe, I don't know if you can find "Good Night, Sweetheart" by uh, Bowser, John Bowser. It's 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 in our folder somewhere. It might be in Eric's live in folder. My, it's in my folder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll play that one, and then we'll play "Philadelphia Freedom." But we're not going to play the entire "Good Night, Sweetheart." <laughs> just, so just it's only time. one minute and six. It's one minute and six seconds. Okay, we'll play one minute and six seconds of that if we can find it, and then. Philadelphia Freedom will end it on a high note. And uh, everybody, and Philadelphia, and Philadelphia Freedom is a great choice, Mark. You know why? Because why? it was Philadelphia. It was the votes from Philadelphia County that put Joe Biden across the top that made the networks comfortable. And that's why I chose it. All the election. <laughs> and that's why I chose it. So you know that is the you know. Uh, we've all had our great theme songs, and music is hope. Music lifts us up. Uh, I believe that our new uh, president-elect Joe Biden and vice president-elect Kamala Harris will be lifting us up. And do you imagine the talent they're going to bring to the table now? Uh, we're not going to have people like Betsy DeVos, who've, who's never been a teacher, who's never taught a class, in charge of education <laughs> in the nation. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've never well, been in a public school for crying out loud. Right. We're not going to have someone who works for a company that is predatory towards environment uh, in charge of, uh, you know, the Environmental Protection Agency. Uh, you know, we're not going to have these vipers that were put in there to pull apart our government, pull apart the protections that we had, uh, and to break down our government. Uh, we're going to have people who will lead. You know, we're not going to have... How many... Secretaries of State to be had we had a couple and then and then and then you know the the national security advisors in and out and one national security <laughs> advisor uh, Flynn actually had to register himself as a foreign national uh, advisor to Russia <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we could go on and on we would be here till midnight but uh, I hey, am trusting hey, maybe Joe. Joe. Joe, have you found have you found the uh, clip of Goodnight Sweetheart? Because this is key. This is our this is our swan song for for Donald Trump. He's very microphone shy, you know. I don't know, Mark. We got dead air. And the only dead air is sitting in the White House right now. Are you there, Eric? I'm here. You don't hear me? No, I can hear you. I just, you know, we're, uh, you know, telecommuting into this. So uh, it's, it's hard to see who's there and who's where. But um, as we end this what? tonight, putting pressure on our our, uh, our engineer to find something that he's never played before. <laughs> And I thought I but knew it's where it was right, on the it's computer. Right there in, it's right there in my folder. All right. In the start search, uh, type in uh, John Bowser or Goodnight Sweetheart and see if you can pick it up there, Joe. That was pretty good. He would be able to find it. Uh, it's just that maybe our board op uh, uh, for your show put it in a special place so he could always find it. <clears throat> maybe it's right, right there on the desktop, too. Who knows? But uh, we play it quite often. Uh, yeah, I, I I just don't want to have to be the one singing it with you as my uh, <laughs> you know, as my backup. We may we may get to that very very shortly. Here. Uh, if there's anyone who can find it, uh, it will be him. Uh, but usually uh, Frank or Fabian or Nick or your, your board ops uh, that uh, engineers uh, that you have on your show on Wednesday are not here on the weekend. So uh, I should have planned for that and. You know, I, I don't know where it is well, exactly. So, what well, you know, uh, you know, I I know we want to get off soon, but maybe um, maybe we should let him play Philadelphia Freedom while he looks for it. But since he's not responding to us, he's being mum. He's not turning his mic on in there. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe, don't be afraid of being on the air. Nobody bites. All right, well, we will go off with Philadelphia Freedom, and then if he finds that, 
Uh, he's got a two or three minutes. Uh, he, he can play that song. But we can do a quick imitation of it real quick. Uh, <laughs> me, 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 me. Bum, 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 bum. Good night, sweetheart. <laughs> it's good well, night. it's oh, time. Wrong key. Anyway, I'm not in the same key with you. <laughs> I'll let you lead. <laughs> you sound like your uncle. By the way, Eric Thomas <laughs> not only yeah, the host of our show, he's also the nephew of a guy named John Bowser from an old TV show that everybody knew and loved back in the day called Shanana, the guy with the big, big voice. old TV show. Man, he spent the last 40 years traveling the country as Bowser, bringing the music of the 1950s and a lot of good humor to tens of thousands of people. And, you know, Absolutely. I hate to be a cheap imitation of him because, you know, he went to Juilliard on a beautiful has a beautiful operatic voice. Well, had a beautiful operatic voice when he was when he wasn't over forty. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sir, yeah. uh, Joe, uh, like have that. you found it anywhere? Nope. Oh, we're here in Philadelphia, Freedom. But before we do that, go on, go, Eric. Do the impression of it. Boom, 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 boom. Do, 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 do. Good night, Donald Trump. Well, it's time to go. Do, 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 do. Good night, uh, good night, Donald Trump. Well, it's time to go. Do, 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 do. We don't hate to leave you, but we really must say good night, Donald Trump. Good night. All right, Eric Bauman, thank you very much. Joe, take it away. Philadelphia Freedom, in honor of the people of Philadelphia.
Legend you love and the best talk. Your Prologic Radio Mind Spring. 102.3. 102.3. 102.3. Jump off that exhausting hamster wheel and into balanced living with Dr. Marissa. Promise you joy in the mystery. Dr. Marissa, also known as the Asian Oprah. Her mission, to be a beneficial presence on the planet. Her purpose, to be your personal advocate to live, laugh, love, learn. Her life motto, don't die wondering. Take back your life with Dr. Marissa Pay. <laughs> And welcome. You are tuned into my weekly talk radio TV show called Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get happy with Dr. Marissa every Tuesday at naturally high noon for the past 442 consecutive weeks. <laughs> and uh, broadcasting out of Burbank, California with UBN Go Studios and then every Saturday at 6 p.m. on my CNBC, NBC syndicated KCAA channel, which is AM 1050, FM 102.3, and FM 106.5. And then all the time on demand from Spreaker to Stitcher to podcast to iHeartRadio, you name it, I'm there splattering more hope and happiness because the show is uh, no gossip. No scandal and no K-words, no Kardashian talk at all, because I want you to focus on your own reality show and how you can be happy 88% of the time. And if you've missed any of my past shows from uh, Layla Ali to uh, Marianne Williamson to Marianne from Gilligan's Island to the cast of Happy Days you can go to my free subscribe YouTube channel and watch it all there. So I am delighted that today I actually have someone we've been trying to um, make this happen for a eh, couple of years. <laughs> and yeah. he said, and he said, just, I, I want to get the book done. I want to get the book done and the book is done. So I, I first want to just thank and give a, a little bit of love and a peace in, peace out shout out to someone who's just so beautiful. And I should have, I put the promo pick up, but uh, Greg Reed, Dr. Greg Reed has been instrumental in uh, introducing me to a number, a myriad, a plethora of super interesting people that I've gotten to interview from Frank Shankwitz, if you missed that interview, uh, founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation to the founder of UGG. And now today we have, let me get the right thing here. Um, we have uh, someone who since the mid eighties founded the charades inspired game Pictionary and it has sold over 38 million copies in 60 countries making it one of the best selling board games in the world. It's even been licensed by popular sitcoms like The Simpsons, Friends and The Facts of Life. But what most people don't know is this game was not uh, or, uh, originated by the toy giant like Mattel or Milton Bradley, but by my guest today, Rob Angel, a young waiter at the time. <laughs> I mean, you're still young. A okay. young waiter from Seattle with no toy experience who simply had a big idea and went for it. Angel turned a weekly game night tradition into a best-selling board game and it made him and his partners 
multimillionaires when they sold the game to Mattel for $29 million. Now 62, Angel recently told the story of Pictionary in his book, Game Changer. And if you stay to the end, one lucky listener watcher will get that Asian Oprah giveaway copy. So we both uh, met, we were speaking on Greg, Dr. Greg Reed's stage at Secret Knock, a very exclusive yep. event uh, a couple of years ago, or maybe more than that. But anyways, I'm so delighted to have right now, live in studio, thanks to Zoom from Seattle, Washington, Mr. Rob Angel. <laughs> Has it been more than two years? Oh my goodness, yeah, I think it's been more. I've, I've, I've been putting you off for that long. <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah, nothing personal. <laughs> well, I'm just so glad to, uh, in, you know, doing some of the research. I mean, I, I didn't really look into it because I didn't have a reason to because you weren't coming on yet. Uh, and uh, I have um, photographic memory, but just not enough disk space. So it was interesting though, to find out, I wanna hear first of all, how this started as a college dorm room game. So did you, you're sitting around, there's nothing on on TV or something. And then you start scribbling stuff and say, you know, what is this? <laughs> how did that start? Yeah, it was uh, just actually, just after I graduated from school, from college, uh, with a blistering 2.9 GPA, by the way. I just helped a bunch of college students, let's stop in line. Um, and I moved in with three buddies. And one night, we're waiting tables, making $2.65 an hour, and plus tip. Uh -huh. And one night, one of them says, hey, let's, I've got this game I played at school called Trades on Paper, let's play. Sure, I mean, I, I was always a dreamer, a schemer, uh, entrepreneur looking for my, my my opportunity, but I didn't know it was coming in that moment. So we got off the couch, started sketching words to each other. Two guys there, two guys here, beer in the middle, and we just had a ball. I mean, we're up all night long. Wow. And the next night, and the next night, and the next night. So finally, after about a week or two, I go, you know, this might make a good board game. Remember, this is 1982, because that's when board games were popular. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And of course I didn't right away, but that's a whole different story. Okay. That well, is, yeah, that is part that of is. the story. So let's, let's, let's uh, get into it. So, so college friends, you like the game charades, you started drawing pictures. Like what was the, how do you win? Like who, who guesses the most or? Yeah. No, there was no game. There was no board. <laughs> Literally two guys, it's, if you get the word, uh, you might get a sip of your beer and a high five and you move on to the next. <laughs> that was okay. it. That was okay. it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you have this idea and you're a schemer self. You said that yourself. So I'm not, it's true. not calling you names. Um, and you decided, so, so you have no game experience. You have no production experience. You have no, you're a waiter, right? Did you oh. have aspirations for anything else or? No, I mean, you know, I mean, I'd love to tell you that I was going to plan on tearing up the world. Uh, but at that point, I was planning on going to Europe for two months or five months in backpack. I knew my opportunity to come, but no, I, I didn't have a plan, a dream, a, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. But as I always say, I was open. Right. right. I was always open to opportunity, to adventure, to new people, to new things. 
And so that's when I just knew eventually my opportunity, my aha moment would come. And it did about two years later. So, and I, I want to, I am bringing this up because, <laughs> and Greg, Greg has very strong feelings about, uh, about this. I'm sure you already know this, yeah. but um, the whole idea of, you know, creating a vision board and sitting and meditating and waiting for the ideas to come and, or having, you know, you know what you want and you have a picture of it. And uh, so, so you're a great example of you didn't have a vision board. You really didn't have this clear idea of what you wanted to do or how you were going to do it. So I don't know if that's a good example. Or <laughs> It worked out, so it's a good example. It is a very good example. <laughs> so if you don't have a vision board, don't worry about it. Don't you worry. can still. <laughs> were you floored when you sold the game for that much? By then, no. I mean, that was 17 years, 20 years, actually, after the time I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, it was, it was a business by then. Okay. I mean, there does come a point where you can't just wing in a prayer. Okay. So let's go there. So, so let's Let's take this. So what do you wish you had known in that first, maybe five years of inception that, that you didn't know then, and you sort of learn more trial and error than the other way? Oh, none of it. I'm glad I didn't know anything. Oh, good. Okay. Oh my goodness. If, If Pictionary started now, it wouldn't have been a success or I wouldn't have been a success. So, so what it was, was this vision board, I get it. I mean, I visualize now and all these things, but, but back then I was 22, by then I was 25 years old, never done a board game before, never really done anything. And so I overthought it, right? I couldn't mm. lose the idea. I could, pardon me, I, I, I couldn't lose the thought of creating this game, but I didn't know how. So I got it right. in my head, I overthought it. And I became the biggest obstacle to success. I mean, getting started, forget success. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. So my intention was to create a game that was as fun for me and it would be for other people. That was it. It wasn't to create this business. It wasn't to make a million dollars. It wasn't to sell 30 million games. It was just to, to have other people enjoy this like I did. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out of my head. So I see. I the think, team. therefore, I'm screwed. I think, therefore, I am screwed. I like that a lot. Um, and so they, they, you know, they, whoever they are, they say, you know, uh, break it down to its easiest task. And that's what I did. And so I, I broke it down to its easiest task, which were in this case, was making the word list. But, but overthinking is my strong suit. And that's what prevented me, that's true, from getting started. You have to get started and I couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden this fear, I think you said earlier about the what if, well, what if I don't do it? So the fear of what if actually kind of drove me to, to get started, but mm. I brought it down to its easiest step. And that was the word list. Now, what, what the, the deal is now, or what they say is write out all the steps, take the first one and knock it off, you know, get that one done. I couldn't do that. Because if I read all the steps, now I'm thinking about all the steps. And overwhelmed by all of oh the my steps. Goodness, overwhelmed. Yeah. It was my middle name. Right. <laughs> my middle person last. So, so, so let me stop you for a second. Because you're being so self, you know, uh, 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 self-aware about how you were 
did you have any people in your upbringing who said you're really not going to amount to anything because you overthink stuff or you're paralyzed by indecision or you don't know what you're doing? Did you have anybody who didn't believe in you or did believe in you? Oh, I had very loving parents that, that loved me. So I felt loved and I felt I could do anything, but I also didn't have anybody pushing me. Mm. Didn't have anybody saying, you're the, you can do it, Rob. Here you go. You've got the tools. So it was more just always within me to want to do this. My dad got fired. My dad got fired from his job when I was like beginning of college. And in that moment, I knew I was never going to work for anybody else. I didn't want anybody to have mm. control of my life. I always wanted to be in control. So that was kind of the backdrop. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I decided to get started on the word list again, smallest and here's the other thing about that the most accessible first step because everything i had and i needed was right in my condo or my apartment at the time pad of paper a pencil and a dictionary because if i had have overthought that first step it never would have happened and i was like it's like michael sager from the untethered soul he talks about if if all your thoughts become a person what do they look like oh Scary. That guy was a pain in the ass. He's just talking to me all the time. Rob, you can't, yeah. waiter. Right, so, the critic. Mm -hmm. you no, know, the critic, the inner critic was terrible. Mm -hmm. So I go in the backyard with the accessible pieces, open up the dictionary, and the first word that made sense, given my criteria, was aardvark. All right, down the word aardvark. Now, now look. How do you draw an aardvark? I had no idea. No idea. But I knew it was an animal, so I wrote it down. But, but I got excited. Right? It's celebrate the small victories. My goodness. I was jumping around. I'm excited. My roommates think I'm insane. I'm in the backyard doing nothing. But I'd gotten started. In that moment, here's the mindset change. I was no longer a waiter. I told myself I was a game inventor only because I wrote down one silly word. Wow. Mm -hmm. right? And it took mm -hmm. three years. To get that first word, get out of my head, all these obstacles. Three years to write the word uh, uh, aardvark. Took about 30 seconds to write the second word, abacus. And that was it. I got started. And it snowballed. It went and faster and faster and faster from there. Right, right. Did you ever think about using X-rated words? <laughs> Sorry. In, in that moment, no. But uh, <laughs> that was always, we, we finally got an X-rated version we uh, did a licensing deal in England with a condom company about uh, 15 years later. And oh that my gosh. was fun to make. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Because oh, no, that, that that thing of humanity or whatever that's out now, that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Humanity. yeah. So, ha, I got to go look for that game. <laughs> Just for kicks. <laughs> All right. So, so then it began to snowball. You're gaining some confidence. I can do this. You're out of your head. You're into your inspiration. Yep. Right. And then how did you even think, like, who did you go to venture capitalists? Do you have any idea? You're a waiter. So no where's the business? What was your degree in with business? Uh, Don't tell me psychology. No, heck no. Oh, <laughs> business administration, which is the degree you're in business, but you have no idea what you want to be. Okay. I like communication. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. So then your next step was? Uh, get a couple of partners smarter than me. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm 
I always like to joke, I'm the smartest guy you know, because I know I'm not, right? I know my limitations and I know what I'm good at. And I like marketing, sales, creating, you know, being out there. But to run a business, uh, I'm not your guy. If I'm running my business, it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. So I got a partner that was the best partner in the world, smart, smart guy, uh, graphic artist partner. And the three of us made this beautiful, perfect uh, partnership. We complemented each other, had different skill sets, uh, and it was couldn't have gone any better. Did you go to college with these guys? No, I met them randomly. Oh, wow. I I read them randomly through friends. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I met them, I knew they were the right guys. They resonated. We had the same core values. We had the same attitudes, the same everything about life, not just the game. Yeah, we can Mm -hmm. find somebody to do your accounting. You can find somebody to run your business. You can find somebody to, you know, buy into your vision, really. Right, right. We can do all that. But- but it was these core values that we shared and we instantly knew. And so there was no farting around with it. It was like, oh, you're the guy, smart. Uh, we share this thing together. Yeah. And it was perfect. Yeah. That's not normal. You know that, right? Because getting a business partner these days is like, you know, everybody's got the little bit of the, um, what are you going to do to screw me? Or do I need uh, to, do I really know you? Or do I need to protect myself? Blah, blah, blah. So that, what was, what would you say the top core value was that bound you? Uh, integrity and trust. Mm, I, I already know that. It was. Are you still together? Yeah. I'm, one of the partners died of AIDS in 95. Oh, uh, but, sorry. And, but the other two eventually went up with the second one. Yeah, we're all still great friends. We talk. You uh, play once a week. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I played twice in the last 10 years, both times with my kids and both times oh. with my ass kicked. Oh. Don't be on your team. I'm terrible. Uh, <laughs> All right, then I'll play against you. I love that game. I love that game. So, yeah, it was a little funny. Um, I played with some friends and I'm very competitive. I know you can't believe that. No. And uh, yeah. So, so they're like, can we just play and not keep score? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so we were playing and everything and they go, see, isn't this a lot more fun? And I'm like, oh yeah, it's five to two. We're winning. (laughs) (laughs) It's more fun, but you don't have to know that. Right. (laughs) So, okay. So then you got together with this team that knew what to do. You found a investor or. Yeah, we had uh my uncle, who was wealthy, uh, he invested. But the deal was, I mean, just to back up, when I was in school, I waited tables, I put myself through college, and I ran out of money in my fifth year. Fifth year. Because I put myself, well, I had to put myself in school. And I was tired, and I didn't want to quit again to earn money. I bought $2,000. The deal was I had to pay him back nine months, starting nine months after I graduated. No set amount. That was the deal. So nine months. I wrote a check. Anybody remember checks? I wrote a check, dropped it in the middle, and said it. On the months that I didn't have any money, I'd write him a note. Dear Uncle Jerome, no money. Hope you're having a good day. He didn't care that I pay. He just cared that I acknowledged the debt. So when I went to him for the investment, he didn't give it. KCAA Loma Linda.